...attempting to find a parking spot in the elevated structure. Well, that is very inconvenient. There were some times Mary realized not having any parents could be a blessing. I'm not sure what to tell you, Mrs. Lawrence. Your daughter went into labor, and I think she could use your help after the baby arrives. And if Dakota had, in fact, broken a leg, then she'd take all the help she could get, including her uptight mother. Well, bless her heart. Who goes into labor early on their first baby? Mary rolled her eyes. Once again, Mary gave Elaine the hospital information and asked that she inform Dakota's sister. We'll do our best to get a flight in the next day or so. That would be great. Leave it to Dakota. Elaine's voice trailed off as she hung up the phone. Mary squeezed her car between a long-bed dually truck and a minivan. There wasn't much space between the cars. The truck looked relatively new, giving her the sense that maybe the owner would be extra careful not to ding a door when sliding inside. The minivan, on the other hand, was oxidized and a couple of decades old. Mary went ahead and backed out of the space and pulled back in a little closer to the truck. She left the engine running while she fumbled through her contacts and her phone in search of Monica's number. On her third time through her list, it dawned on her that she hadn't replaced all the numbers when she'd upgraded her cell earlier in the year. She considered calling Walt back, then decided against it. The man would be stressed enough. If he didn't know Monica's number from memory, he'd be fumbling with a cell phone while on the highway. Mary tapped her fingers along her phone as she debated. There was one person she could call who would have Monica's number, one someone whose number she'd memorized months ago. A chill went over her body when she considered her options. Before she could talk herself out of it, she dialed. In a completely childish act, she chanted in her head that the call go to voicemail. On the fourth ring, she held her breath. Hello? One simple greeting and her insides did the wobble. Hi, Glenn. I saw your name pop up on my screen and thought, no way. After all this time, she finally calls. His words made her pause. Y you were supposed to call me. I was? She squeezed the bridge of her nose and closed her eyes. Yes, you... Never mind, that's not why I'm calling. Of course not, because if you were calling for that reason, you would have done so before now. She remembered the words he'd said to her the last time they'd had a private conversation. The invitation is always open. So there is a statute of limitations on your invitation, she said, her voice clipped. Good to know. Not that she'd planned on taking him up on said invite. I didn't say that. Whatever. I'm calling to get Monica's number. Do you have it? I do have it. She waited. Well? Well what? He was playing coy. Monica's number. What is it? Don't you have it? She wanted to bang her head on the steering wheel. I do. At home. I have a new phone. I didn't transfer her number into it. Oh. He had a lift to his voice. But you transferred mine? No, 
The man was exasperating. I knew your number. You memorized it? Yes. No, darn it. She hadn't meant to tell him that. Can I have her number, please? His soft laugh had her gripping the steering wheel. Glenn, am I the only one who finds it interesting that you memorized a number you had no intention of using? Am I the only one who recognizes how huge your ego is? He laughed. I think there are a lot of people who know that about me. How proud you are. The reason it would never have worked between them. Life is short, counselor. Insecurity doesn't move one forward in life. You should know that. Of course I know that. I don't always practice it, but I know it. Now, are you going to give me Monica's number or not?